Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Treadmill Talks. Today, I'm going to be talking about things to consider when hiring a new coach, as well as when to know whether or not you should leave your current coach. Because constantly hopping from coach to coach is not only going to cost you money, but it's also going to cost you time that could be spent making progress as well. When you're first thinking about hiring a coach, you'll want to consider some factors like what your goals are and whether or not you align with their coaching style. Because if your goal is to work on fat loss or to compete in a bikini competition, then you're not going to want to hire a coach who specializes in powerlifting or CrossFit. And if your goal is to run a marathon or compete in an Ironman, then a bodybuilding coach isn't going to be able to help you out very much either. And if you're the type of person who wants to ask a ton of questions to really learn from the process, then you're not going to want a coach who is just going to send you numbers to follow each week with no additional information. But if you like just being told what to do and you don't want to think about things too much, then having a plan sent to you each week that is straight to the point is going to be right up your alley. If you respond best to tough love, then you don't want a coach who is too soft because you're probably not going to take them very seriously. But if you need a bit more nurturing, then you're not going to want to work with a Gordon Ramsay style coach that's just going to make you cry and feel like shit if you go even slightly off of your plan once in a while. Also think about how serious you are about your goals. Are you training for a sport that you want to make into a career? Or is this just a hobby? Are you looking to lose a substantial amount of weight? Or do you mainly want to work on making healthier choices and living a more active lifestyle? Would you prefer following a strict meal plan or a more flexible meal plan? Maybe you don't want a meal plan at all and you would prefer to track your macros or your calories. Or maybe you want to work on learning portion sizes and improving food relationships. These are all things to consider because there are a ton of great coaches out there and every single one of them is going to have their own style and their own niche. Some coaches only coach meal plans, and some only coach macros, and some only coach habits. Some coaches send numbers and data only, and some give detailed explanations of everything you are doing. Some coaches do check-ins once per month, some do them twice per month, some once per week, and some do check-ins multiple times per week. So you'll also want to be sure to think about how in-depth you want your coach to be with your plan. Another thing to consider is whether you want a male or a female coach. There are plenty of people who don't have a preference, but enough of us do. I'll be honest, I have my own personal issues when it comes to taking orders from men, so I know that I need to work with a female. And I know a lot of women who want a female coach for the sake of having someone who truly understands things like what our body goes through during our menstrual cycle or after having a baby. 
I also know women who don't work well with other women and need to work with a male coach instead. And obviously men need to ask themselves this question too, because they're going to have their own reasons whether or not they have a preference between a male or a female coach. Now, one of the biggest factors that I think tends to make things super confusing for a lot of people when it comes to choosing a coach is social media. Because there are some coaches out there with millions of followers who have no fucking clue what they're talking about. But when you're shopping around for your first coach ever, you might think that they have millions of followers because they're successful. And maybe they are successful, but that doesn't mean they're a good coach. And then there are some seriously amazing coaches out there with like 500 followers who are some of the most knowledgeable and experienced coaches in the business. But they unfortunately don't get the recognition that they deserve because they aren't great with social media or because they're too busy actually coaching their clients and they don't have the time to worry about staying up to date with what the current algorithm is rewarding. But the person who is newly seeking out a coach for the first time sees their small following and infrequent posts and thinks they must not be very good at what they do. And then there are, of course, some badass coaches out there who are absolutely killing the game with their clients and their social media. But you've got to understand that every one of those coaches is using social media in a way that can be a bit deceptive at times. Because social media is a marketing platform to grow and expand their business. It's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and it can make it super confusing to someone who is new to the world of fitness and is shopping for a coach. Because even the best coach in the world is only going to post their most successful clients. They're not about to post photos of their clients who are struggling. And I promise you that every coach in the world has clients who are struggling. But we're not necessarily trying to hide things or be deceptive about it. We're keeping those clients anonymous for the sake of their own privacy. Because if you had hired a coach and weren't following the protocols that they sent you, would you want them sharing your photos or your information? Obviously not. But would you blame them or tell everyone that they're a horrible coach when you're the one who hasn't been adhering to your plan? I hope not. So just know that for every coach out there, who is sharing their prodigy client, who is absolutely killing it, I would guarantee that they also have clients who are not killing it. And if a coach is constantly sharing a ton of clients who look absolutely phenomenal, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are a phenomenal coach. I mean, yes, they might be a phenomenal coach, I promise that I'm not trying to throw shade at anyone. My point is just that they might have a lot more clients than another coach who is posting just one or two clients to their social media. And the coach who is only posting one or two clients might actually be a way better fit 
for you. Because the one with a million clients is probably the one who is sending plans less frequently with little to no explanations, which again is fine for some people. But if you are someone who wants to check in frequently and ask lots of questions, then working with a coach who has a million clients might not be the best idea because they're just straight up not going to have enough time for that. But that kind of coach might also be more affordable. So if money is a concern, then that is obviously something to consider as well. Because typically, you're going to get what you pay for. If you want a coach who is going to be very hands-on, then be prepared to pay for a coach who is going to be very hands-on. And if you want a coach with a ton of experience, then be prepared to pay for a coach with a ton of experience. But if you would prefer to keep costs down, then you might need to be willing to figure some shit out on your own. The best advice I can give to someone when shopping for a coach is to ask questions. Ask the coach what their coaching style is. Ask how frequently they do check-ins. Ask how they handle clients going off plan. If you're a competitor, ask them how long of a competition prep they typically do with their clients. Ask them what their peaking strategy is. Ask them what their reverse diet methods are. Ask them anything you can possibly think of. And if you feel uncomfortable asking them questions, then that's kind of a red flag. Or if they're dodging your questions, then that's kind of a red flag too. I've been with my current coach for about three and a half years now. And when I was shopping around, I interviewed quite a few coaches and a lot of them were great candidates, highly knowledgeable with tons of experience. I'm confident that any of them could have helped me become a better athlete, but it was literally just my gut instinct that told me to go with my coach. I straight up just vibed with her and was comfortable talking with her. In addition to liking her coaching style and everything else, of course. If you shop around and still aren't sure, then ask some of their current and their previous clients about their experiences working with them. But keep in mind that everyone is going to have an opinion. And just because your best friend loves their coach, doesn't mean that they are the right fit for you too. And just because your best friend hated their previous coach doesn't mean that you won't absolutely love working with them. I think it's especially important to be cautious when speaking to people who talk shit about their previous coach, because I have heard some fucking bullshit stories about great coaches before. Think of it as kind of like a Yelp review. The person who had a bad experience is a lot more likely to blow shit way out of proportion. They'll tactically leave out bits of information so that they don't look like they were actually a miserable client to work with. Or they might just straight up lie about their experience. Because I've been in the industry long enough now. And I have talked to plenty of other coaches. 
and I've heard stories about their clients. And I've heard clients tell stories about coaches. And a lot of times, that shit does not match up. So just be objective about shit when you're asking around. And realize that when someone says their coach was doing something like starving them, it probably wasn't that bad. And if it was that bad, then maybe it's because they were doing something like going off the rails with their refeeds and their coach had no other option than to give them super low macros in order to make progress. Or maybe the client was given super low macros on paper, but they barely ever adhered to them. Or they never tracked their vegetables into those macros. When you talk to someone who loves their coach, ask them what they love about them. Because that person might love that their coach gives them a super detailed plan when you're looking for something more direct and straight to the point. Or they might love that their coach cracks the whip fucking hard when you're looking for a more flexible approach. And although I really wasn't trying to throw shade earlier, I couldn't do this episode without mentioning the shitbag coaches who poach athletes backstage at shows because they're out there and I've seen them and I will throw some fucking shade at those douchebags. So just a heads up, if you are an athlete that is super emotional backstage after a poor placement and some Joe Schmo coach comes up to you to tell you that your coach didn't peak you right or some bullshit, you need to understand that that is a fucktard who is just trying to take advantage of you while you are in a vulnerable state of mind. Because there is no fucking possible way to know how to perfectly peak an athlete without working with them for months or years. I've also seen coaches approach athletes who do really well at shows to offer to train them for free because they see the potential in someone with good genetics and a good work ethic. And they know that having yet another prodigy that they can post to their social media will help them grow their business. Because people are always going to ask the athletes who are succeeding who their coach is. But keep in mind that ultimately, it is the athlete who is putting in the work. I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, a good coach is going to be a large part of that athlete's success. But any half-decent coach can get someone lean. But is a free coach going to give a shit about your longevity in the sport? Or what about your health? Just something to keep in mind if you're ever backstage at a show and some coach approaches you and tries to persuade you to work with them. Which leads me to the next thing I want to talk about, which is knowing when it is time to switch coaches. Because that's a big decision. So I think the first thing you need to ask yourself is, why are you thinking about switching coaches? If it's something along the lines of they make you uncomfortable or they dodge your questions, 
then I'd say, yeah, it's time to shop around for someone new. But if it's just because you don't like the approach that they're using with you, ask yourself this. Have you talked to them about it? Have you said something like, hey, so-and-so, why are you using this method? Or, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that method. Is there another option we could try? As much as you want to trust your coach, you also need to be an advocate for yourself because your coach is just your guide. Like straight up, if your coach told you to jump off of a bridge, you'd probably be like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. So if your coach tells you to do something that you're a bit skeptical about, fucking speak up. Don't just blindly follow a plan and then get pissed when it doesn't go how you wanted it to, jump ship and switch to another coach, and then talk shit about your previous coach. Communicate with them and ask questions. Your coach is just a human that is trying to do their best, and they're not going to know if you're unhappy with your plan unless you say something to them. We are constantly trying to learn more about you so that we can come up with the best plan for you. And more often than not, it takes a while to do that. Like, honestly, let's say you hired a coach to help you lose those 50 pounds that you put on over the course of years. Do you really think that your coach is going to nail down the perfect plan for you in a matter of weeks? Just think about the mere fact that females go through a monthly menstrual cycle and every female experiences their cycle differently. So it's going to take us a bit to figure out how you tick. I have clients who gain upwards of eight pounds during their periods. Whereas others cruise through their periods, but have horrible ovulation. I know that when I'm personally in a fat loss phase, the scale is a stubborn little bitch during ovulation. But as soon as it's over, it whooshes down a few pounds all at once. And that's not something that I learned the first one or two months that I dieted. If you're upset because your coach didn't peak you perfectly, then communicate that to them. Let them know what you did and didn't like about your peak week protocols so that they can adjust for future shows. Don't just bail and hire a new coach that knows even less about your body. Because every time you start with a new coach, you're essentially starting from scratch. I mean, sure, you will have a better starting point, And you might know more about your body than you previously did, but be patient with your coach and communicate with them. And if you're really unhappy with your coach, then shop around for someone new. Being that I obviously am a coach myself, I want to quickly end this episode by giving a brief rundown of my coaching style in case you're listening to this episode because you're shopping around. So I like to describe myself as a no bullshit hype woman. What I mean by that is that I promise to be your biggest cheerleader when you're killing it, 
but I'm not afraid to call you out on your shit when you're making excuses or slacking off. I'm definitely more on the tough love side, but I like to emphasize the love part because anything I say or do is truly out of love. I genuinely want to help my clients succeed. And I'm probably one of the least judgmental people that you will ever meet. I might call you out, but I'm never going to get mad at you for going off plan. I'm big on communication and I love explaining why you are doing what you're doing. I encourage all of my clients to ask questions so that they can get the most out of the process. I genuinely believe that the best plan for you is the one that you can adhere to. For that reason, I offer completely individualized nutrition plans. Whether you want to do meal plans, macros, or habit tracking, I'm game for it. They're going to be custom to you and your preferences, but I'm going to be realistic with you about managing your expectations around what type of results you are going to get with each method. When it comes to competing, I'm game to coach serious athletes as well as people who are doing it as a bucket listing. But I do expect a level of respect for the sport. So if this is a coaching style that you think you would vibe with, then click the link in the show notes to apply to work with me. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my Treadmill Talks.